Welcome to the National Crawford Roundtable podcast, a view of culture, current events, and politics through a biblical lens, brought to you by Preborn, saving babies and souls, Alliance Defending Freedom, protecting your God-given right to live and speak the truth, and Wilson Financial Advisors, over 50 years of financial expertise and success. Visit CrawfordMediaGroup.net and click on their banners to visit their websites. And now here are your hosts, Neil Boron, Bob Duco, Roger Marsh, and John Rush. Back with another week of the National Crawford Roundtable podcast with most of the guys. we got Roger and John, myself, Bob. Look forward to having Neil back with us next week. Guys, how are you? Great. Doing well, Bob. How you doing? Oh, good. Always uh, good catching up with you guys. And so this week, what we're going to talk about is President Biden's $6 billion ransom payout for hostages. And I know people are saying, well, it's not really ransom. Uh, yes, it is. I mean, this is quacking and walking like a duck. This is absolutely a duck. So we're going to discuss that in the first half of this podcast. In the second half, we're going to extend this to, to basically a broader discussion on the state of terrorism in this country and in the world right now with Joe Biden's open borders. We're not that far beyond the 22nd anniversary of 9-11. And are we kind of developing a, a September 10th state of mind? So we're going to dive into all of that in the second half as well. As we work through this podcast, we do want to remind you that this podcast is sponsored. And we appreciate you folks supporting our sponsors. One of those sponsors, of course, is Preborn. And you hear us talking about the unborn all the time. And as Christians, how important it is that we save babies' lives. Well, Preborn is a great way to do that. Preborn supplies ultrasound images of unborn babies to expectant moms in pro-life centers around the country. And as you know, statistically, those moms choose life almost all the time when they see a picture of their baby. Somebody's just got to pay for the ultrasound image, and that's us. So here's the deal. 28 bucks is the average cost to stop one abortion, to save one baby's life through ultrasound images. We're asking all of you listening to prayerfully consider a number. Ask God to lay a number on your heart. Take $28 times fill in the blank. That number will be the number of abortions that you have stopped by paying for these ultrasound images. You can give two ways. Online, go to crawfordmediagroup.net. Click on preborn. You can give right there. Crawfordmediagroup.net. Click on preborn. Or just give them a call, 833-850-BABY. And the answer to the phone is 24-7. So 833-850-BABY. Just mention National Crawford Roundtable when you call. And 100% of what you give goes to fund ultrasounds too. So we appreciate you folks doing that. As we talk about right now, the $6 billion ransom payment that has been paid to Iran. Now, first of all, the $6 billion, it's not U.S. taxpayer money. What this is, it's frozen funds that were in an account in South Korean banks. Now, this this money was actually supposed to be used for humanitarian purposes in Iran. However, Iran hasn't had access to that money because it's kind of been used as a dangling carrot over the years for Iran to say, hey, if you guys will just stop being the number one state sponsor of terrorism, if you will just stop trying to build a nuclear weapon, look at this money that we have that you can use for humanitarian purposes. Iran, of course, has refused to comply, and so therefore those assets have been frozen. Uh, well, anyway, Joe Biden says, tell you what, you've got five U.S. Americans being held hostage, if you'll release those five Americans, number one, we'll release not five Iranian hostages, five Iranian criminals in prison who actually committed crimes. We'll go ahead and release them. Oh, and we'll release the $6 billion in frozen assets to you. 
So those assets now have been transferred to the banks in Qatar, which is working with uh, Iran to release those funds to Iran. It's supposed to be used for humanitarian purposes, even though Iran's supreme leader uh, gave an interview just recently and said, hey, we'll use the money however we want to. And by the way, even if you believed, even if you were naive enough to believe that Iran wouldn't use that money for terrorism operations, that you really believed that they really were going to use it for humanitarian purposes, it's still $6 billion extra dollars for Iran's terrorist operations because that means whatever $6 billion that they normally would have spent in humanitarian purposes anyway, now they don't have to spend that. They don't have to gut their own main bank account for that. So it still leaves them an extra $6 billion, however they want to spend it. So it's fungible. This is it's just, fungible. Is that's right. It's fungible. That. Exactly. It's fungible assets. So uh, that's why this is absolutely absurd that we in the United States are basically rewarding Iran mm -hmm. for taking U.S. hostages. And how in the world... That, by the way, the uh, the White House asked was specifically asked, do you think this is going to make it more likely or less likely the future U.S. hostages will be taken? They didn't know. Of course, they, everybody knows it makes it more likely. It sends a message around the world. You know something, everybody? It's really profitable if you take yep. U.S. hostages because mm -hmm. under the Biden administration, they will pay off. Yep. It is. And I just, I find this insane. Let's go around the table real quick and kind of get some thoughts on that. John, I want to get your thoughts on this, first of all, because uh, I know we care about rights of Americans in this country. We want to protect Americans. We want mm -hmm. to protect them in two different ways. We want to protect them on foreign soil so they're not taken hostage. And we also want to protect them domestically as well. And I, I mentioned Preborn earlier. One of our partners is Alliance Defending Freedom. And this is all part mm -hmm. of protecting the, the rights of U.S. citizens, not just abroad, but here in America. That's exactly right, Bob. And I was thinking this morning, knowing I was going to kind of fill in for Neil on this, that, you know, there's a lot of folks that listen to the podcast, a lot of Christians, I get it, and they, they understand fully what we're talking about when it comes to ADF. On the same token, I think there's a lot of folks that maybe have some faith or not a lot of faith. Maybe they're, they're really, you know, they've never come to that point where they really understand what being a Christian is all about, but they are conservative still. They still like what we do. They like hearing the discussions and so on. But they look at ADF and think, oh, that's for you Christians. I really don't need to worry about giving to anything along those lines. Guys, let me tell you what. Even if that's you, and you're not somebody like us that has the same faith we do, ADF is still working on your behalf because religious freedom affects every single individual in the United States of America. And by the way, beyond. We tend to forget that as well. This is a worldwide endeavor that ADF is doing, not just here locally, because what they do and the track record that gets set, you guys know other countries follow suit as well. So this is something that doesn't just affect us as Americans, it affects everybody. ADF is out working, 4,000 lawyers working together to protect our rights, free speech, the opportunity to worship together, all the things that we have as Americans, they're protecting on a regular basis. So whether you're a Christian or not, give $19 a month at 63 cents a day. Go to CrawfordMediaGroup.net. Now, we appreciate you folks doing that. And so now what about protecting Americans on the world stage? John, what am I missing here? How does this not send a message to our enemies around the world? It makes it worse. And, and to your point, yes, we need to be protecting, of course, on our own soil and abroad best we can. And best we can is sending a message of strength, not a message of weakness. To me, Bob, this sends the ultimate message of weakness that we're now a target. If you want a payout, if you, if you want to really 
you know, uh, fill the coffers, if you would. And like you said earlier, the money's fungible. So you can say this money can go wherever you want to. Oh, yeah, this is only going to humanitarian aid. It doesn't matter where it's going. It's right. like you and I taking $100, putting it in the bank account, and then and then saying, well, you know, I was going to use that $100 to buy X, Y, and Z. Well, now i got to pay the utility bill so I can use X, Y, Z to go buy, you know, whatever else I felt like exactly. buying I didn't have the extra $100 for. It's all fungible, and we forget that. So even though somebody might say this is earmarked, it's not. Right. Yeah, it's like taxpayer dollars going to Planned Parenthood. Well, that's correct. Not, but that's not for abortions. No, but it's put in but one it, account so you can it, allocate it helps their money budget to do whatever else they want exactly. to go do. It frees up $6 billion for Iran to use that they don't have to spend anymore now that Correct. they can spend wherever they want to, uh, like in terrorist. Really quick, for a lot of folks listening, this would be a better explanation. A lot of businesses got PPP money. The, right. you know, the, the, you know, the payroll protection money that was out there that mm-hmm. came through the COVID thing and so on. So think about all the businesses. Some of you even listening would understand this. You got money in that, yes, was technically to go towards keeping people on payroll and making things happen and so on. Either way, Bob, it got used as money as businesses to right. do whatever you needed to do to keep operations moving forward, whether it was payroll or something else. You know, uh, Roger, Roger Marsh, of course, the bottom line, People's Republic of California. You know, when I look at this, I, I think to myself, if I can play the Trump card here for a second, I understand that the, you get prisoner swaps. Prisoner swaps are going to happen as far as you go. I don't have a problem with prisoner swaps, although I do have a problem with five hostages right. exchanged for five criminals in prison. That's not right. an even trade, let alone six billion on top of it. But, you know, I have, but actual prison swaps where our our uh, our citizens committed a crime in your country your citizens committed a crime in our country so we can swap there i don't have a problem with that donald trump i just got to say in his 4 years as president he brought home 58 58 us hostages held uh, held around the world not one dime in ransom money was paid for any of those now there were prisoner swaps i get that but no ransom money. This to me is insane. It's it's uh, it's open season now on taking U.S. citizens hostage. Yeah, I mean, you look at the messaging. I mean, as you brought up earlier, the fact that this is Joe Burisma Biden, right? Yeah. This is the guy who's going to sit on money and oh, I got that prosecutor out of the way, and then you got your check. I mean, he's made it perfectly clear this is the way he does business. So for him to be on the short end of this one, saying, "Look, we'll unfreeze the assets." I mean, what in the name of Dave Ramsey's going on? here, right? I mean, everybody knows if you've ever done a budget with your envelopes, you know, you could say, okay, well, I've got my entertainment budget, my clothing budget, and I have to move one, one money from one envelope to the other. It's still my money. What does it matter? Well, right. they're treating this that way. I right. mean, and, and the idea that when you, when you put in sanctions and you freeze assets, you know what happens? The bad guys come to the negotiating table and say, okay, we got to get our money. What do you want? And instead, what we did was he said, here, we'll unfreeze the assets. We'll give you five. We've got five hostages for five prisoners. That's a deal, right? Five for five. That's It's unbelievable. And yet, how many people are sitting here on the Democrat side of the equation right now? This is our weekly, you know, why, why do Christians vote Democrat? Looking at this and saying, boy, that was a really good strategy. Boy, I'm really glad we did that. I mean, there's no upside for the United States whatsoever. There's no upside for the world whatsoever. But for terrorist organizations, they're licking their chops. Saying, great, right. let's find an American, anybody. Let's, let's shut down an embassy. Let's do whatever we can. Because for crying out loud, I mean, the, the checkbook's open and we've only got a short window because he may be out of office in November next year. Right. Well, and by the way, let's just use a little bit of common sense here, okay? If, you, if somebody is a, a porn addict and you give them 
a couple of extra thousand dollars they didn't have before, what are they going to spend it on? If somebody's a drug addict, what are they going to spend extra money on? If somebody's a gambling addict, what are they going to spend extra money on? Okay, Iran is the number one state sponsor of terrorism in the world. The number one. And by the way, that's acknowledged by Republican and Democrat administrations. What do you think they're going to spend extra money on? Of course they're going to spend it on terrorist activities. Of course they're going to spend it on proxy wars against the United States uh, through terrorism. Of course they're going to send it, uh, spend it on sending arms to Hamas and Hezbollah to continue firing ro- uh, missiles and rockets into Israel. I mean, of course they're going to do this kind of stuff. And Joe Biden, but doop just go ahead and let him get the money. I, I just, I find it obscene. Uh, the world's a more dangerous place now. It is. A, you know, it's, it's, like those, it's like those stories, by the way, where, and by the way, this happened to me the other day, so I can kind of relate to this. There's those stories where you can use in, any kind of an insect. In my case, it was a bee. So there was a bee. It was swimming in the water. I thought, you know, I like bees. They do a lot of things to pollinate and so on, and I'm going to go ahead and let it out of the water and let it, you know, live. You know, so mm-hmm. you saved its life, essentially. So wow, John, you got a soft spot in your heart, don't I do. You? I what do. is all that yeah. about? But I'm thinking you're the, the guy pulling the wings off bees. <laughs> It wasn't but about a half an hour later that I was kind of fiddling around with something and where this bee happened to be, I really wasn't paying attention and I happened to pick up the exact same thing I had put the bee on to to dry out. What did the bee do? It stung me. Point being, <laughs> it's right. going to do what it's designed to do. This is the same example of Iran. I know. I, you know what it reminds me of? Did you see that video of those guys that were helping that shark back into the water? That it, It's really incredible. It's, it's like a huge shark, like from Jaws practically. And this thing is beached and they're trying to help it and it's alive. And while they're trying to pull it back into the water, you can see this shark twisting around trying to eat them. Right. Point being, you know, with Iran, it's their core. It's their values. It's who they are. If you think right. you're going to flip that, think again. It's not happening. It's not. It's not. Uh, so, Roger. Then I, I, it sounds like we're all kind of agreed. Then this is this just makes this just makes the world a more dangerous place for U.S. citizens. By the way, you know what the you know what the uh, White House said on this. I think it was Department of Homeland Security. I have to double check. But when asked about this. Well, Americans just need to be careful when they travel. You know, you need to pay attention, be careful with that. No, here's an idea. Don't put a target on our back with a dollar sign in the middle of it. That's an idea. So anyway, drives me crazy. Just makes my eye twitch. All right. So to your point earlier, Bob, this wouldn't be happening under a different administration, period. Look, it would not be. There's no way in the world that, that Trump, well, look, we saw, like I said, 58 people. 58 U.S. hostages Trump brought home, and he didn't give a dime in ransom money to anybody. And by the way, this is consistent. This is consistent with the weakness that we've seen from Joe Biden. Think about the Brittany Griner uh, uh, exchange for Victor Boot. Okay, Brittany Griner, WNBA star, and she's held in Russia. Bogus charges. Let's face it, you know, a yeah, little bit of CBD oil and a vaping thing. Oh, okay, there's no doubt Vladimir Putin and Russia decided, hey, let's go ahead and, and get out of Joe Biden what we can. Uh, so they take her, they hold her. Now, she happens to be black. She happens to be a lesbian. She happens to be part of the Black Lives Matter movement. She refused to be out there for the national anthem. Wouldn't even be on the court. Uh, she stayed back in the locker room. She she wouldn't even take a knee because she didn't want to hear it. That's how anti-American she was. And Joe Biden 
plays hero to her and tells Vladimir Putin, we'll give you Victor Boot. Only the, uh, an international arms dealer who's notorious for selling arms to terrorists to attack United States military and our allies. As a matter of fact, Nicolas Cage played him in a movie called Merchant of Death. So this is who Joe Biden gives. And so, look, guys, I'm all Roger. I love the idea of American citizens coming home. Makes me feel good. But we, you can't look at that in a vacuum. We got to look no. at this involving the price that we pay. Yeah, there's no question about it. And for everybody who said, well, I don't like the mean tweets and this, that, and the other thing. And what does he know about? Remember the people who are all up in arms? He's sitting down with Kim Jong-un. What is he doing negotiating with North Korea? Well, uh, <laughs> negotiating with, I mean, Negotiating, for Christ. Yeah. yeah, that's what he was doing. That's what he was, and the idea that Trump led with religious liberty, we talk about Alliance Defending Freedom and, and the challenges here. Religious liberty was the order of the day of U.S. foreign policy. And look what happened when that was the order of the day for four years. All these terror cells that we have become common household names here in the United States, Al-Qaeda, you know, Boko Haram, et cetera, et cetera. They ISIS. Were all, ISIS. They were all on the run. I mean, literally on the run. And now that the Biden administration is in, you know, once Afghanistan happened, it's a free for all. And we knew this was going to happen. And here we are two years later. Some people are surprised. Well, why are you getting so upset about this? Well, because we could have told you two years ago this was going to happen. And look, right. it did. It did. We couldn't have imagined it would be this lame and this dumb. And the, I mean, But it is. I mean, and, it this, is. and this, this is the reality that we have. And President Newsom, or President Harris or whatever is, is going to continue on with more of the same, uh, l lest we as the United States don't bring somebody in who does what a president's supposed to do. First and foremost, job one is foreign policy. And Absolutely. if you don't get the foreign policy part right, it doesn't matter what else you do here because it's all going to come unraveling. I'll tell you what, I, I challenge anybody, go back, do a LexisNexis search or any kind of news media search from 2015 and 2016 and look at the amount of news stories worldwide on ISIS and the terrorism of ISIS. Then go to 2018, a year and a half, two years into Trump's presidency, and see how many stories you can find about ISIS. They, you can never completely eliminate cockroaches, but they were so dramatically reduced, it, it wasn't even considered a news story anymore because Trump changed the rules of engagement on the battlefield in going after terrorism in a way that Democrats do not. And we've seen this with, uh, with the the rebuilding of the Taliban now and Al-Qaeda and ISIS. We know they're rebuilding the Afghanistan withdrawal, the disaster of that that Joe Biden oversaw. So uh, let, let's, let, let's kind of, because I, I want to shift this conversation toward the state of terrorism in the world now and how dangerous this is becoming. And uh, Roger, before we shift into that, we do want our listeners to support our our sponsors to this podcast absolutely and one of the things we really want to do as christians we we're called in scripture to be wise stewards of our money and that's why i'm so thankful we got wilson financial helping people like this yeah think about this for a second if you invest in a real estate investment trust you're assuming that you're investing in real estate here in the united states but how many times do you wind up investing into something that's in some foreign country that has foreign government like Iran or Saudi Arabia or Syria behind it instead of, you know, something you can invest in in Minnesota? You know, it's right here that you can actually see. Wilson Financial has what they call CD alternatives. They have real estate investment trust alternatives that have what those properties promise, you know, in terms of getting a good return on investment. It's real estate backed. 
But then to know that it's here in the U.S., that you're supporting, uh, you know, small farms, that you're supporting workforce apartment buildings and things of that nature, and that there are Christian companies behind it, and you're not going to lose any money on your investment, well, hopefully that whet your appetite a little bit. But as we're talking about the fungibility of foreign funds and governments being corrupt, this is a perfect way for you to be a good steward with the resources that you have. Call Wilson Financial, 800-696-9970, or just click on the Wilson Financial Advisors banner at CrawfordMediaGroup.net, because Bob, everything we're talking about here in terms of these foreign governments and the way the U.S. throws money around, I mean, there is a way for us as believers to be good stewards with the money that we have and invest it in such a way that's safe, that's smart, and is good stewardship. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, Roger, what do you think of the state of terrorism around the world now with the disastrous pull out of Afghanistan the way that we did, you know that the Taliban and Al-Qaeda and ISIS are rebuilding, reestablishing. Of course they are. And then, Roger, I think to myself, what must these terrorists be thinking when they look at our commander-in-chief who can't even daughter his way on and off of a stage without being mm-hmm. assisted by people, the, the dementia that is on display with him, I, I can't imagine what these terrorists have to be thinking about, and not to mention seeing the women in dresses in high government positions. Or, yeah, I'm sorry, it, the men in dresses. Men, yeah, right, I was going to go. say men in dresses and men in dresses at theme parks and everywhere else. You know what's right. interesting is, is is speaking to that generally in terms of the national level, but then also the spillover effect too. Uh, we were talking about Dennis Wilson, Wilson Financial, and one of the places that Dennis has a real heart for ministry-wise is West Africa, and he'll make a couple of trips there every year, which is great. You know, in his advanced stage. We're blessed that he's still uh, fit and able to travel. And you see these ISIS wannabes. You see these mm-hmm. Al-Qaeda wannabes who show up in these areas where Christian uh, Christianity is spreading like crazy. And you see churches being built and Muslims coming to faith, and it's wonderful. And then like a couple of years ago, these wannabe guys show up empowered. This is right before Trump took office. And they burned an entire village. 92 churches were just completely destroyed. And mm-hmm. the Christians were able to rebuild in that area. But the, the trickle-down effect, you know, that, that happens from these, you can tell when there's large groups of, you know, of, of influence happening from these different terror groups. And then there was about a four-year period, as you mentioned, where there was a change in command at, at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, and you didn't see as much of it. Now you're starting to see more of it. And uh, Dennis just got back from a trip. We're going to have a conversation in a couple of weeks about that. But you, you can see that it, it's it's on the rise again. And, we're, and the question is going to be, it's almost going to be like whack-a-mole, which group is going to emerge as the most powerful, because they mm-hmm. all kind of tatter rotating, you know, who's going to have the most influence. But um, we are going to see it, and we're going to see it really full force in the next year, I believe, simply because they want to make hay while the sun shines. As long as they've got Biden and Harris in the White House and they know that the U.S. is not going to do anything to try to stop them, if anything, this Iran prisoner exchange is a good example of, of, of how ineffective the United States is until there's a regime change next November. John, how much of this do you think is Joe Biden versus just woven into the fabric of the Democratic Party? I'm just wondering if Gavin and Gretchen, if they get in next year, are they going to continue the same kind of weak and feckless foreign policy as it relates to terrorism? Yeah, because keep in mind that, and we talk about this a lot on this program, this literally is the nuts and bolts of that party to tear down America. They don't care. I'm going to be blunt. They don't care if there's an an attack on our soil. They don't care. Anything they can do to promote the tearing down of this country, that's what they're there for. All right. So you're, I mean, that is kind of bold. So you really think that the Democrats, 
that they are so anti-American now. Anti-life, Bob. Anti-life. Well, they're certainly anti-life. Okay, but you know what? They care about the lives of transgenders, and they seem to care about the, yeah, the no, lives of... no, they really of... don't, because 80% of transgenders end up committing suicides. So if they really cared about them, they wouldn't let them do it now, in the first place. You know what? That is, a, that is a fair point. That is a fair point. So, so to... no, they don't care about life. Then what in the world is driving that? What are they What are they passionate about then? The tearing down of America. They hate everything this country stands for. Literally. What do you think, do you think that is? Why is that, do you think? Good versus evil. It's, it's In my opinion, yeah. it's demonic and satanic uh, all in one, and that's who's filled on that side of the party. It's why I really struggle with Christians that vote for Democrats at all, because you're just voting for Satan. Sorry, you know, guys. I'm, I know I'm being very blunt, but it's the truth. That, look, I, I'll tell you what. I get it. And I know that there's some people that's like, okay, that's not fair. You know, Democrats aren't really anti-American. One of the but things I've are. said— on, Every you know single policy they have is anti-American. I know, John, I'll tell you what, to make that point, this is something I've said to my own audience on my own show before, that if somebody did a test, kind of a survey test, I'm, I'm convinced of this. I've, I've used this analogy many times. You get uh, 100 people in a room, and you make sure that you got 50 Republicans and 50 Democrats in the room. And you give them a piece of paper and a pencil, and you do a big Rorschach test. And you say, okay, we're going to show you an image and when you see this image, we want you to write down the first word that comes to mind. And the image that comes up on the screen is the American flag. Mm. Now, write down the first word that comes to mind. I would be willing to bet that you're going to get about, you know, if you look at all of the different, people are going to be writing things like liberty, right. freedom, freedom, you know, stuff like that. I guarantee you the overwhelming majority of the people who write a positive word are going to be the registered Republicans. Correct. And people are also going to write fascism, totalitarianism, right. oppression, you know, slavery, slavery. discrimination, you know, right. whatever. And I guarantee you the overwhelming majority of the people that write those pejoratives are going to be Democrats. I, I challenge anybody to do that test if they could. And I'll bet you those are the results that are going to come out. And then those very same Democrats say, how dare you accuse me of being anti-American? Well, prove me wrong. I, look, John, I get what you're saying. I do. Yeah, the policies show their real true, um, the real true nature of who they are, I guess is how I should say. Just look at any of their policies. And some of you would say, well, look at their social policies. They're better than the Republicans. No, they're no, not. No, they're not. Because giving somebody a handout doesn't give them a hand up. Look, if they actually cared about, we'll say, the poor, minorities, folks like that, if they actually cared about that, they would be supporting school choice and voucher right. programs. But they don't because they care more about perpetuating power, keeping the powerful teachers' unions, keeping them in power than they do helping yeah. poor inner-city black kids get entire, a better education. Maybe we should. We could do an entire show just on Section 8 housing and how oppressive that is to the people that live there. Oh, it is horribly. If they really cared about uh, poor inner city African Americans, then they would be tough on crime instead of That's instead right. of soft on crime. That's right. So it, it just because uh, remember, it's not just the criminals in high crime communities that are disproportionately black. It's the victims that are disproportionately That's black. Right. If that matters, if That's black right. lives really matter. So right. okay. Anyway, the second half of this podcast, we're going to dive into. Uh, the state of terrorism in general, specifically as it relates to Joe Biden's open borders, because there is, in fact, a huge connection between Joe Biden's open borders and the next 
9-11 kind of attack happening in, happening in this country. I hope and pray it doesn't, but we are setting the stage for that to happen. And we're going to explore that in the second half of this podcast. We also want to encourage you, as you listen to this podcast, support our sponsors, support Wilson Financial, support ADF, support Preborn. Give to Preborn right now, and you can save babies' lives. You can stop abortions, everybody. What you're doing is you're paying for ultrasound images of these unborn babies so that moms see a picture of their baby and they choose life. They don't go across the street to Planned Parenthood. They let their baby live if they can just see a picture of their baby. But it takes money for preborn to supply these ultrasound images. So we're asking everybody listening right now, will you pay for ultrasound images through preborn? $28 is the average cost to stop one abortion through ultrasound images. Take $28 times fill in the blank whatever number that is, and that'll be the amount of babies' lives that you saved in a one-time gift to preborn. Would you do that right now? And 100% of what you give goes to fund ultrasounds. So you can give two ways, online and on the phone. If you want to give online, go to crawfordmediagroup.net, click on preborn, give right there. crawfordmediagroup.net, click on preborn. If you want to give over the phone, you can call 833-850-BABY. And just mention National Crawford Roundtable when you call, 833-850-BABY. They answer the phones 24-7. And hey, if somebody can give a one-time $15,000 gift, you're going to buy an ultrasound machine and you'll be responsible for stopping thousands and thousands of abortions. So we appreciate you folks doing this. And the second half is coming up next. Don't forget, you can watch video of our podcast at myhopenow.com and certainly follow My Hope Now wherever you follow your social media. And we appreciate your five-star reviews wherever you listen to us in our podcast in the second half coming up next. This has been a Crawford Media Group production. Continuing the second half of the National Crawford Roundtable podcast with myself, Bob Duco, the Bob Duco Show out of Detroit, John Rush, Rush to Reason out of Denver, Colorado, Roger Marsh, the bottom line from the People's Republic of California, Neo prodigal son Boron be back with us next week. We're talking about the state of terrorism in this in this country right now. Certainly, this is on the heels of Joe Biden's $6 billion sweetheart deal with Iran, just funding them that much more to carry out their terrorist operations. But guys, I want to talk with you about another aspect of Joe Biden's foreign policy, and that's specifically his open borders. Now, when we think about the amount of people coming over the border, the southern border into the U.S., we know it's been 100 to 200,000 a month. And by the way, those are the encounters that we have. Remember, encounters are the people that we actually know about that right. we encountered. We have no idea how many people are slipping below the radar screen through the cracks that we don't even encounter. So whatever the encounter numbers are, you know you have to multiply that times whatever. Well, with that said, it's not just MS-13 gang members. It's not just drug traffickers and cartels and shipping drugs into this country. That, that's horrible. It's not just the sex traffickers that are getting rich on this. It's the Islamic Jihadi terrorists also that are sneaking into this country via the, the Mexican border. And I just want to give you guys some statistics here. This comes uh, actually directly from Customs Border Patrol, the uh, terrorist watch list themselves. This is the uh, this is from Biden's own Department of Homeland Security and Customs and Border Patrol, uh, or protection rather. Here's what you have. The encounters of people coming over the border illegally in uh, that are on the terrorist watch list, 
for Donald Trump's four years combined, it was 14, right? 14 people on the terrorist watch list combined in his four years. Joe Biden, the last two years alone, is 247 Mm. terrorist watch list people, 247. Uh, So this is a, it only took 19 terrorist, jihadi terrorists to carry out 9-11. And we got 247 in the last two years that we know about. Who knows how many more we don't know about. I have no idea, guys, what might be building and brewing below the radar screen in America right now from this flood of terrorists coming into this country. How in the world Democrats cannot see this is beyond me. Well, it doesn't seem too surprising, though. I mean, when you get right down to it, when it comes to the open border policy, I mean, I realize both part both parties are culpable. There's no question about it. But when it comes to the Democrat Party, that whole don't ask, don't tell, don't look, don't see, don't whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many of these so-called unaccompanied minors come across, wind up getting flown, flown all over the country looking for allegedly an aunt or an uncle or some kind of relative? They slip through the cracks. They never wind up for their hearings. And then we say, well, we got to have DACA or something because these poor kids are here and we don't know what to do with them. I mean, so if that's happening on that level and human trafficking, we know, has become that uh, the drug of choice mm-hmm. for the cartels and things of that nature. Why why, sh- why wouldn't we be surprised that these caravans keep coming in? And they're coming in, obviously, Texas, Arizona, San Diego, places like that. But they're showing up in southeastern states, too. I mean, remember when they tried to, was it uh, 10 years or so ago, and they tried to to, to bring in the, the, the screening, I, I, losing the name of that uh, uh, whatever the uh, uh, E-Verify, there, that what I was thinking yeah. about it. And there were agricultural places in Alabama that couldn't find any workers because they said, we're going to use E-Verify and everybody scrammed. I mean, they just, they took off, they scrambled for different different parts of the country. I mean, it's such a nightmare to think of what's going on here. The fact that there are more people on the terror watch list trying in is a great indication, obviously, that they think they're going to get through. So why would we want four more years of this? Why would we want four more weeks of this? I know, but I, I just, none of us wants another 9-11 kind of attack to happen in this country, which, by the way, could potentially be a lot worse than 3,000 people killed. Mm-hmm. It really could be, but John... Oh, so many what, vulnerabilities that we've got across the country, guys, and I don't want to get into it, and people would say that, well, you're just giving everybody else ideas. Trust me, these guys sit around all day <laughs> long and think about this stuff, so no, you're not going to give, give anybody ideas, but guys, we've got so many huge Mm -hmm. venues with tens of thousands you know in some cases over 50,000 look what's going on right now in the NFL and and you know yeah they've got some security and different things and so on but guys no offense we are so open and so ripe for some of those things it's just it's not a matter of of if it's a matter of when Bob I know and you know something the 9-11 attacks that happened here you know they spent six years planning those 9-11 attacks, six years. Now, I know it happened on George Bush's watch, and I'm not trying to do the finger pointing here, but uh, five and a half years of the planning of that took place during Bill Clinton's presidency when nobody was even really thinking about this that much, and and we didn't take it seriously. And it seems to me that we're in a September 10th mentality right now. We're just, yeah. We're more worried about whether you've got a, you know, a a sharp object going through TSA TSA than we are what you're talking about, Bob. Yeah, don't bring those nail clippers there, John. That's right. I mean, We're more worried about that. Yeah, or whether right. you've got four, you know, three point six ounces versus three point five exactly. ounces of a container. I know it is. Absolutely. I'm sorry, guys. It's laughable, no. but that's that's how ridiculous it is. 
I remember years ago, this 2010, I went to, I was at a convention, it was the International Christian Retail Show, and that happened to me. I had just a little glob of my hair product because I just didn't want to buy something new. And yes, it was in an eight ounce container. The guy asked me, and I'll never forget this, are you willing to surrender this, sir? I said, well, yeah, it's one squeeze of hair. So then I get, I land late. I have to go to the convention center the next morning. I went the entire three days I was there looking like help. It's the hair bear bunch because I couldn't put anything in my hair because I had no time to go out and buy this stuff. And I have that guy at TSA in St. Louis to thank. Thanks a lot, pal, for you know making sure yeah, that America's safe. there's no safe. common sense in those lines. That's the None. problem. None, none whatsoever. But if you dare bring up the fact that there's no common sense, next thing you know, you're being questioned. You know, Correct. you're being pulled. You're Correct. being pulled aside. Uh, but again, the way, guys, I mean, and seriously though, we worry about those sorts of things. And by the way, I don't feel any safer since TSA at the airport than I did prior. Mm-hmm. That's just me, because really, it's just you, they do testing all the time on that. By the way, and the amount of things that goes through TSA oh, would boggle yeah. most people's minds. But and by the way, probably another podcast in and of itself. But the reality mm-hmm. is, no, we're no more safer than we were prior to nine eleven. We just haven't been attacked in that way because, to your point, Bob, they, they've got bigger fish to fry they've already gone down that path my feeling is they'll do something different the next time around because they know that's where we're watching so why go back to that i know no it's a very good point and which by the way the the my takeaway from everything you guys just said everybody is that roger travels with hair product Yes, okay. I do. I, so, do. I, I just, I just want you to. No John, question John, about John, it. I don't know about you. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna declare myself right now. Good Zero one. hair product. Good okay. One. Just actually, here's where we really need Neil to tell us about hair. That's product. right. That's so. right. Well, why yeah, do you think he he's has not none. here? Why do you think he's not here? That's right. I mean, he coincidence? Can't, he can't be involved I in think this. Not. You know <laughs> what though, Roger? In all fairness, we do covet your hair. I mean, that's pretty yes. good <laughs> at your age to have the head of hair you got. That's that's not bad. That's not you and Gavin. Something about California, there you go. I suppose. Uh, no, well, we got a lot more to talk about. Uh, regarding the state of terrorism right now and are we in a September 10th mentality and how serious is the open border issue as it relates to national security. So we're going to get into a lot more of that in the second half of the podcast. In the meantime, we do want to ask you folks to do something to stop abortions in this country, to save babies' lives. You know, Preborn is the main pro-life group that shows ultrasound images of unborn babies to expectant moms in pro-life centers around the country. And when a mom sees a picture of her baby, you know, she chooses life statistically 85% of the time. And she usually ends up accepting the Lord, too. So somebody's got to pay for these ultrasound images. Hey, that falls on us. Now, a lot of you have given already. We appreciate that. Those of you that have not, we're asking you for that one-time gift today. Save as many babies' lives as you can. $28 is the average cost to stop one abortion, to save one baby's life through ultrasound images. How many babies' lives will you save? Take $28 times fill in the blank. Is it 10 babies, 50 babies, 100 babies, whatever you can afford? By the way, if you can afford 15 grand, buy an ultrasound machine. You're going to be responsible for saving thousands of babies' lives. But for the rest of you, $28 times some number. It's a one-time gift. Give right now online. Go to CrawfordMediaGroup.net. Click on the Preborn tab. You can give right there. CrawfordMediaGroup.net. Click on Preborn. Or just give them a call 24-7. They answer. 833-850-BABY. Just mention National Crawford Roundtable when you call. We appreciate you folks doing that. So I, I do think about the, the danger to America through these open borders and how this is not being taken seriously enough. When Joe Biden has between 100 and 200,000 people coming over the border. These are encounters coming over the border. 
and that's allowed to connect. I got to compare this to Trump, okay? Now, you can never completely eliminate people coming over illegally, but do you know how low Trump got the numbers down of illegal alien encounters coming over the border? He got them down to as low as 1,200 a month. 1,200 a month. And that's without completing the border wall that Democrats fought him on. So uh, strong policies like putting our own military on the border, convincing Mexico to put several thousand of their own military on their side of the border, getting Mexico to agree to the Remain in Mexico policy, de-incentivizing illegal aliens coming over to this country. Uh, these are policies that actually really can be put into place, but Joe Biden's certainly not doing it. And you know what, guys? I don't think Gavin and Gretchen will do it either. I think they'll have just as many open borders and make America just as vulnerable for the purpose of perpetuating their own power in the Electoral College. That's really what I think they're doing. And for those, by the way, that would say, no, 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 you guys don't know what you're talking about. There's even video out just this morning I was watching, guys, where over 2,000, they just couldn't keep track of Mm -hmm. how many. They estimated 2,000 crossing over one of the river points down south uh, you know, in, 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 uh, you know, where the border crossings are and just, you know, again, over 2000, they just couldn't handle that amount of individuals all to your point, Bob. Right. Well, and this, this to me gets to one of the reasons why I really believe today's democratic party, their policies are evil. They really mm-hmm. truly are. And the reason I think and open border policies, I would argue are evil as well. And I want to, I want to explain why I am so strong about that. Because when you have open borders like this, you have not only terrorists that are coming into this country by who knows what the numbers are, but the sex trafficking industry is exploding as a result. Women and children are being raped and sold into sex slavery through the open borders. The coyotes are getting rich. The drug cartels are are getting rich. The drug dealers are getting rich in this country. It used to be a cop on every corner. Now it's a drug dealer on every corner instead of the cops. So they're the ones that are all high-fiving each other. This level of evil and pain and suffering being inflicted on America. And why? Because the Democratic Party knows that open borders helps them maintain and gain more power in future elections. Because I just don't want to remind everybody, and this gets kind of deep into the political weeds, but and you guys know this, uh, we have 435 U.S. congressional districts in this country. Those congressional districts are allocated to states based on those states' population. So in blue states like California, Roger, when blue states uh, have a larger population, they get more U.S. congressional districts allocated to that state, and they come away. They're taken away from less populated Republican states. Well, blue states add illegal immigrants into their population, so they're allowed to then take a disproportionate number of U.S. congressional districts. What that means is that they get more blue states that are sanctuary cities and states. They get more representation in the U.S. House of Representatives. So it gives them more disproportionate power there. But you also get an electoral college vote for presidential elections for every U.S. House seat also. So it gives them that much more of a head start toward the magical number of 270. Democrats know that making blue states have an increased population by padding them with illegal aliens are just going to help them perpetuate power in Congress and make it easier to win presidential elections. And I just find it evil.
people that they are willing to sacrifice women being raped, children being sold into sex trafficking, uh, kids dying of opioid overdoses, drug dealers infesting black, poor, inner-city minority neighborhoods and setting up the stage to give jihadi terrorists a foothold in America. I just think it's evil. They're willing to sacrifice all that so they can perpetuate more power in Congress. Well, you know what's interesting, too, Bob, is resonating with everything that you're saying, but somebody needs to get Eric Adams up to speed because Kathy Hochul oh, is hiding right now. Eric Adams is <laughs> running around you know, clutching his pearls saying, we can't handle all this. Meanwhile, Gavin Newsom isn't upset with the illegals coming in. He's upset with the fact that he's being made look bad because Greg Abbott right. and Ron DeSantis are sending busloads of people here. He welcomes that. He wants that. Mm-hmm. that that's that's right. been fueling California politics forever. And let's face it, over the last decade, when you have a net migration loss of 700,000 people when you lose and you a member of the electoral college for the first time yeah in california history they're down a vote in the congress they got to make it up somehow that's and right let's face it between driver's licenses voting privileges i mean basically you're penalized for being a citizen here in the people's republic of california you are you've given all the rights and privileges with none of the responsibilities for being here illegally so somebody i don't know why eric adams keeps trying to fall on his sword and do the noble thing because hokel's the one who's sitting in the back saying hey legislate give me all these illegal bills we welcome this i mean it's a pain to have to have to deal with all these people here but when it comes to voting time new york's losing population too i mean they're losing it to Mm -hmm. florida they're losing it to texas so you would think that new york would be saying bring us your poor your tired your huddled masses but they just don't like the political theater of it making them look bad they want the bodies they want the votes they just don't want the drama Right. Well, and interestingly enough, John, you've talked about this many times, how lousy the Republicans are at messaging and communicating. And they are. They still stink at it horribly. But this is something that even with the Republicans being lousy communicators on this issue, the people themselves in these states, in California, in New York, are realizing this is crazy, this is insane, and leaving. And then that's where, of course, the Democrats, people like Gavin say, well, then we got to flood that many more illegals in to try to make up the difference because we want to increase our power and influence, not decrease our power and influence. But it is just so evil what they're willing to sacrifice uh, in human suffering yep. for the sake of their own power. Sure. That's what I just find disgusting and satanic, quite it, frankly. It, well, again, it goes back to the conversation we had in the first half. We're talking about you know the real nature of that party and the individuals that are in it. And I, I, I know that I... I hound on this a lot, and the, you know this whole idea of well, you know, the Democrat Party, they're for you know the social justice, and they're for this, and they're for that, and they're really more for the people than what the Republicans are. They're more for big business, and blah 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 blah, which actually is quite opposite because that's not really the case if you look at what's even gone on with big pharma and all of that. Which, by the way, most politicians are guilty of. You know, it it, it is equal on both sides. In some cases, it's still way more on the Democrat side when it comes to that. But bottom line, guys, to your point, Bob. If they really cared about people, even in this case of immigration, they would be handling it completely differently than what they are. But the reality is they don't care about people at all. Right. They really don't. Uh, Roger, I know that somebody that does care about people certainly is Dennis Wilson and Wilson Financial because they have done so much to help people get their financial houses in order. And as we continue talking about this, we do want to remind people that we still have a responsibility to be good stewards with our money. And that's why I'm so thankful that we got people like Wilson Financial helping our listeners do that. 
Stewardship is key. And when you think about the society on the whole and how well we get along as people and are able to provide services and things like that, one of the things that is a huge plus is when people have their own assets. They're not relying on government handouts. They're not relying on things. Uh, rather, they take the resources that God have given them and are able to multiply them. I mean, that mandate in Genesis 1, be fruitful and multiply, uh, that that is more than just get married and have kids. I mean, that's about taking your crops, taking the resourcing that you have and growing it. And if you're looking for God, honoring ways to grow the wealth that God has entrusted to you. Uh, I can't think of no better place to start than by calling Dennis Wilson at Wilson Financial Advisors, because whether it's a CD alternative, how about a certificate of deposit like your bank has that also has long-term care benefits, that also has a death benefit, like a a life insurance policy, and will never go down in value. I mean, that's just one of many products that Dennis has available uh, for these strategic times, regardless of who wins the White House. Click on the banner for Wilson Financial Advisors at uh, CrawfordMediaGroup.net or call 800-696-9970. But as I think about um, you know the, this influx and what it does to tax bases and people are moving from one state to another trying to find the best way to steward, one of the nicest things, guys, is easily is to be able to say, hey, I know when it comes to my accounts, when it comes to the resourcing that I have, I don't have to worry about the government you know, flipping a switch somewhere and half my investment portfolio is gone. Right. Know, it's nice so to have true. that security. You know, it's important. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, look, I know we've been talking about the state of terrorism and, and the open borders and all that kind of stuff. And I'm going to actually throw a little bit of a, a monkey wrench audible uh, in here, too, because we have just a few minutes left. And in just our last few minutes, I do want to address something that's going on in the country that I know here in Michigan we're paying very, very close attention. That's a UAW strike mm-hmm. happening yeah, right now. Because this is a big deal. We could really do a whole podcast on this. But mm-hmm. there's a couple of things that really aren't being talked about in the press that I think need to be. Okay, first of all... Uh, my audience knows here, certainly, I'm not a big fan of unions. I've talked about this before, okay? The UAW, though, you can kind of be a little bit sympathetic to them saying, we want a larger increase to make up for the inflation that Joe Biden's killing our people with, plus the push to EVs is just costing that then many more jobs in the industry. I guess you shouldn't have put him in power. I, look, I'm totally with you on that, which is one of the reasons why. My big mantra so I'm is not Democrats. Well, look, my big mantra is if you're a union voter, stop voting Democrat. You need to stop doing it because they're the ones hurting you. Yep. But I also want to say regarding the UAW, and this is something that I haven't really seen anybody in the media talking about this. Uh, the UAW decided to pick three states to pick on in their targeted strike. Okay, Those three states are Missouri, Ohio, and Michigan. Now, Missouri and Ohio are both Republican red states. They oppose the kind of Biden policies that have been hurting the UAW. They oppose this push for EVs that are hurting the the auto workers. They oppose all of that, yet they're being punished disproportionately with two-thirds of the strike effort and only one-third. All three of these strikes should be targeted in Michigan. All three of them, Ford, GM, and Stellantis, but the UAW is deliberately not doing that. They're only going one-third in Michigan, two-thirds in Republican red states. I want to know why. You know what I think it is, quite frankly? I think it has to do with election manipulation regarding right. next year because That's they right. want to protect Gretchen Whitmer and keep her from having the economy get hurt too badly here in Michigan because, after all, she's going to be Gavin's VP choice. So we need, so the UAW, it seems like they're in kind of collusion with the White House to say, let's make sure to protect the image of Gretchen Whitmer so we can't have zero strikes in Michigan. So let's just have one of them. And then we're going to try to damage the economy of two Republican states out there 
that aren't doing anything to hurt the UAW. I find that despicable, and I think it's a shame that nobody in the press is really putting this two and two together. Um, because they won't go down that path, as you know. And, and and some of this also, I do believe, Bob, not only is it strategic politically, it's also strategic when it comes to money for those particular lines that they're going after. Those are some of their, you know, the GM factory in Missouri right now is the new Colorado plant, which is a hot seller right now. Mm-hmm. So that's a big deal for them. They're selling that truck, whether they do incentives on it or not. So they're also targeting some of their higher profit lines or some of their higher profit, higher profit models is probably a better way to say it as well. Right. And, and you know what else? I mean, these EVs, this is a big deal, these electric vehicles, because I'm not saying that I'm not like anti-electric vehicles. Like, hey, they're fine. Let the market uh, dictate. But you can't try to force EVs and force a transition faster than we've actually got the the infrastructure for the parts themselves. Or people are willing to spend money on, Bob. That's right. But you know what? China right now, China monopolizes a lot of the market in the components for electric vehicles, especially the electric vehicle batteries. So this is a big financial boon for China for Joe Biden to be pressing this issue as hard as he's pressing it right now. Why is he doing such big financial favors for China? And as far as these electric vehicles go, we got to remember there are way less components in an electric vehicle than there are in a combustible engine vehicle. And it's way less manpower to produce an electric vehicle. So you you don't need as many workers to do this. So here, once again, union workers voting Democrat, the very Democrats that are hurting the union. They're trying to because put them out of business. I know they are. They're, they're, yep. they're, they're hurting. The, they're costing them jobs. They're sending a bunch of money to China. And on top of it. Remember these these unions. They uh, they push the liberal left wing policies. Of course, we know that. But it's the Democrats that are trying to make the corporations less profitable. It's the right. Republicans trying to make the corporations more profitable. And if your company's less profitable, your union negotiators have less leverage in their collective bargaining agreements. I don't right. understand why people can't put that two I don't and two either. together. The, the other thing I've never figured out, Bob, is the majority of the automotive journalistic world are a bunch of hardcore lefties, which I've never understood. <sighs> I don't they're, get that They're either. reporting on and in... In, in an arena that literally wants to put them out of a job, and yet that's what they keep supporting. I've never understood that, Bob. I don't get that either. Roger, you got a theory? I'm just as clueless as John is. That makes no sense to me. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me either. Uh, you know, and it's but one thing does make sense. I mean, I, not that it makes sense, but I think I understand where they're coming from. Journalists don't journal anymore. I mean, they no. really honestly no. don't. No one don't. does the. I mean, Woodward and Bernstein right. would not have found Watergate. In, in, in 2023. Right. They would absolutely not because they'd be waiting for someone's TikTok or Twitter feed. They would have I mean, completely missed you know, what isn't pre- presented to them. It's not too difficult to dissuade the legacy media from these types of stories. There aren't people, I mean, I'm, I'm patting us on the back here, but you know, yeah. I, I, there aren't people who do the due diligence that we're doing here and no. digging in and having this type of conversation. And right. mercifully, we do kind of fly a little below the radar so we're not getting you know crucified by the FCC. Of course, they'd come after us for hate speech or something like yeah. that. But at the same time though, somebody has to have these conversations. I mean, I somebody else, you guys are putting the, the connecting the dots and asking, why is it that the auto workers, what, where are the strikes? And, and people aren't thinking that way. It, it really is incumbent upon us to do the heavy lifting and to till this soil. I know they just, they, 
They don't do that anymore. You're absolutely right. And I'll tell you what, as we kind of wind down this podcast, John, let me toss it over to you. One of the things that we're very thankful for, though, is we yes. do have Alliance Defending Freedom out there fighting for our freedoms yes. as Americans and as Christians. And they do such great work. They've been getting a lot of victories lately, too. They really have. And as I said earlier in the first half, you know, it's not just Christians that they're helping out. This helps out everyone. So again, folks, whether you're a Christian or not, Look at the things that they're doing. Look at the things that affect just the daily lives of each and every one of us. 4,000-plus attorneys that work together to protect your rights, my rights, all of our rights. These are things that, in a lot of cases, guys, we take for granted. We need to stop doing that. If it wasn't for individuals and, and teams like ADF and what they put together, Alliance Defending Freedom, Alliance Defending freedom. The name guy says it all. Right. We've got to help them make this happen and continue this work on because our freedom is at risk on a daily basis. They're out there daily working hard for us. Let's support them. $19 a month or just 63 cents a day helps preserve freedom for all of us guys, Christians or not. They're there to serve us all. Go to CrawfordMediaGroup.net and find them there. Absolutely. And while you're at it, we want you to continue supporting Preborn. Those of you that have given already, we thank you for that. Those of you that haven't yet, will you get on board and save some babies' lives? through preborn. What you're doing is you're paying for ultrasound images. Preborn then shows those ultrasound images to expectant moms. They see a picture of their baby, they choose life. They don't go across the street to Planned Parenthood. They let that baby live. So $28 is the average cost to stop one abortion through ultrasound images. We're asking you to pray about a number. How many babies' lives will you save? Take $28 times fill in the blank, whatever that number is, and that's your one-time gift to preborn. And remember, 100% of what you give goes to fund ultrasounds, nothing for overhead. So you can give two ways. Go online right now to crawfordmediagroup.net, click on preborn. You can give right there, crawfordmediagroup.net, click on preborn. Or if you want to talk to a real-life person on the phone, just call right now, 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-BABY. Just mention National Crawford Roundtable when you call. And we appreciate you folks supporting Preborn and Wilson Financial and Alliance Defending Freedom. And we always appreciate you folks listening to this podcast, wherever you listen to your podcasts and your five-star reviews. We also invite you to watch a video of this podcast at myhopenow.com. And you can certainly follow My Hope Now wherever you go to social media. We look forward to having Neil Boron with Neil Boron Live in Buffalo, New York, back with us next week, as well as Roger Marsh, John Rush, myself, Bob Duco. Guys, great catching up with you. Thanks so much. Uh, talk to you next week. Thanks, Bob. Sounds good, Bob. Thanks. You bet. Take care. Thanks for listening, everybody. God bless. You've been listening to the National Crawford Roundtable podcast, a view of today's culture through a biblical lens, brought to you by Preborn, saving babies and souls. Join us in the fight to save babies from abortion. Your gift provides a free ultrasound for a mother in need. 80% of the time, she will choose life. Visit CrawfordMediaGroup.net and click on the Preborn logo to donate to save babies now. Alliance Defending Freedom, protecting your God-given right to live and speak the truth. Your generous financial support makes it possible for ADF to defend religious liberty, the sanctity of human life, freedom of speech, and marriage and family in America and around the world. Visit CrawfordMediaGroup.net and click on the ADF logo to give your financial support. Wilson Financial Advisors, over 50 years of financial expertise and success, helping you build confidence in your financial future. Visit CrawfordMediaGroup.net and click on the Wilson Financial Services logo to learn more. You can download this podcast from Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and more from your local Crawford Media Group station or at CrawfordMediaGroup.net. And you can watch video of the podcast at MyHopeNow.com.
Be sure to follow My Hope Now wherever you follow social media. And please give this podcast a five-star rating on your Apple app. Look for the notification on your app for when the next weekly edition of the National Crawford Roundtable podcast is ready for you to download. This is a Crawford Media Group production.